So unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties with our equipment, so some of this recording of this podcast is going to sound like you're in a tunnel, so we apologize for that. It gets straightened out much later in the podcast, and we thank you for your patience listening through it. You are the people in history they warned us about! Pay attention! Get ready. It's time for the Other American View podcast. We're going to go over the headline news, focus on trending stories, add a little commentary, maybe some quick-witted humor, and of course, politics. We're going to cover your crazy government, and we're going to go into everyone's favorite, sports. You'll hear the rants, the views, and some craziness. Get ready, buckle up, and let's go for a ride. Oh, we just can't get enough of the Bidens here. New York Post, fight court doc, James Biden, and says he didn't broker secret $140 million Saudi deal. But despite Warren affidavit saying he admitted otherwise, first brother James Biden has denied he was hired to help resolve a $140 million dispute between the U.S. construction company and the Saudi Arabian government because of his family name. The court papers which surfaced stated that the now 73-year-old told the private investor investigator in July 2017 that he was often picked to attend meetings with Riyadh on behalf of Philadelphia-based Hill International because the name didn't hurt. Mr. Biden never negotiated with the Saudi government on behalf of Hill or any other entity for Representative James Biden told the Post in a statement. This entire story is yet another attempt to smear Jim Biden. First brother's purported role in Hill was referenced in two affidavits from May 2021 that were filed as part of a with one of the three law firms Hill had hired to get back the millions it was owed by the Saudis for the salinization plant constructed in the Middle Eastern country during the 1980s. Continues on to say the law firm Langford and Reed claims in court documents first obtained by Daily Mail that Hill International also hired James Biden in 2011 to help secretly settle a dispute and get out of paying Langford 40% cut outlined in their contract. Langford ended up hiring Thomas Sullivan, a former Treasury Department official turned private investigator to go to James Biden's suburban Philadelphia home in July 2017 and ask him about his alleged involvement in the Hill deal, according to one of the affidavits. During their conversation, Sullivan said his sworn statements, James Biden recalled attending a February 2012 meeting with the Saudi officials because of his position and relationship with his older brother, who at the time was Barack Obama's vice president. According to Sullivan's affidavit, James Biden said the Saudis told him during a meeting that Hill would receive final payment for the desalination plant in the form of both cash and a very large amount of future business. Separately, Langford and Reed partner Thomas Langford alleged in a sworn statement that Hill International CEO Irvin Richter had told him that he retained James Biden because the Saudis would not dare to stiff the brother of the vice president who would be instrumental in the deal. And then here's the biggest joke the article says, President Biden has long denied having any knowledge of his family's foreign business deals, including those involving James and first son Hunter 
Hunter Biden. Yeah, well, how come within the first eight hours of him becoming vice president, there was a contract, I'm sorry, eight days of becoming vice president. He had his brother in his office with a contractor that was awarded the federal contract to build over 200,000 units in the Middle East, and his brother was put on the construction company's board. They are so fucking corrupt. It's just unbelievable. If you believe any of this shit, then you are definitely not all there mentally. Thank you for listening to the Other American View podcast. The Other American View podcast is part of the Other American View media. Please go to your search engine and key in the Other American View media and YouTube, and you will find the Other American View media YouTube channel. On our channel, you're going to see numerous independent creators that are part of our media network. The Other American View media is constantly expanding. Please subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the channel will help us grow and afford us the opportunity for media sponsorship and advertisements which will help us be able to expand our platform even larger than what it is now. This will enable our viewers and listeners greater options and opportunities for creators to have an independent platform that's not big media controlled and have the freedom to express themselves. So again, go to YouTube, The Other American View Media media, click subscribe, and continue to monitor and watch our content. And the hunt for the collusion of suppressing information continues. The Associated Press, GOP subpoenas, tech CEOs as part of probe into censorship. So subpoenas were sent to the chief executives of the five largest tech companies as congressional Republicans move to investigate what they assert is widespread corporate censorship of conservative voices. Representative Jim Jordan, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, issued the subpoenas as the latest in a series of escalations by a party that has long promised to investigate big tech content moderation, especially when it comes to COVID-19. Letters were sent to Mark Zuckerberg of Meta, Sundar Pinchai of Alphabet, Satay Nadella of Microsoft, Jim Cook of Apple, Andy Jassy of Amazon. And in them, Jordan outlined the committee's objective to understand how and to what extent executive branch coerced and colluded with companies and their intermediaries to censor speech. Spokespeople for Microsoft and Meta said Wednesday that they have already begun producing documents. A request for comment from Apple, Alphabet, and Amazon was not immediately returned. Committee asked that the companies to produce documents and communications by March 23rd that show any communication between them and the executive branch of the United States government relating to moderation, deletion, suppression, or reduced circulation of content. Notably missing from the list of companies subpoenaed is Twitter. The new owner, Tesla founder Elon Musk, has proven to be more sympathetic to conservatives than Twitter previous administration. Last week, three former Twitter executives appeared before the House Oversight and Accountability Committee to testify about the company's decision to initially block a New York Post article in October 2020 about the contents of the laptop belonging to Hunter Biden. Well, there you go. They're going to go get good old Zuckerberg. He's one of the biggest scumbags around. He stole the idea of Facebook from his roommates. They continued to sue him countless times and he keeps settling, giving them millions and millions of dollars. Apparently, 
they were able to prove that the Facebook idea was theirs and he had either no role or a minimal role in it. So Zuckerberg also put that plant out there um, that the FBI approached him on the Joe Rogan show. He mentioned it because he knew this shit was coming. He knew that they were going to end up coming after his ass and now it's it's actually happening. So we're going to see what happens. I hope they drill the shit out of him and everybody else, especially that Google guy, not the Google guy, the Apple guy. He seems to be an arrogant little fucking prick. Him and Zuckerberg, two assholes. So we wondered what had happened to the Matt Gates sex trafficking scandal. Remember that happened and then all of a sudden Fox wouldn't talk to him. He was a rising star. They evidently went after him. But this headline here, CNN Digital, first on CNN, DOJ officially decides not to charge Matt Gates in sex trafficking probe. So the DOJ has informed lawyers for at least one witness that it will not bring charges against the Florida GOP rep Matt Gates after years long federal sex trafficking investigation. How could this shit take years? Like what the fuck? Senior officials reached out to lawyers for multiple witnesses. A source familiar with the matter told CNN to inform them of the decision not to prosecute Gates. Final decision was made by the DOJ leadership after investigators recommended against charges last year. We have just spoken with the DOJ and have been informed that they have concluded their investigation into Congressman Gates and allegations related to sex trafficking and obstruction of justice, and they have determined not to bring any charges against them. Gates lawyer Mark Ukasey and Isabel Kirsch said in a statement. Tim Jansen, a high-powered lawyer representing the congressman's ex-girlfriend, said the DOG officials reached out to him Wednesday and told him they would not be charging Gates. The ex-girlfriend was a key witness in the case and had testified before the grand jury in Orlando last year. So like we said, the time that it takes this shit is unbelievable. It says the DOJ's formal decision not to charge Gates, who has been serving Congress since 2017, marked the end of a long-running investigation into allegations that the congressman violated federal law by paying for sex, including with women who were younger than 18 years old. Gates has repeatedly denied any wrongdoings. Well, we're never going to know the real reason why they stopped. They said things about credible witnesses, testimony from Gates' ex-girlfriend, saying he had no involvement, but I think it's the possibility of the Gates-led and Republican-led committees that are going to go after the FBI, the DOJ. So, you watch. They're not going to do anything to Trump. They might do some bullshit slap on the wrist for the president with absolutely nothing happening. I bet you they're going to probably now possibly uh, go after Hunter for some super minor shit. Talk to Biden on the side. The president say, hey man, you know, you're going to get totally destroyed. So we're going to have to take down Hunter a little bit because they're all going to get attacked now. The shit's going to finally hit the fan and all these people are going to finally pay the piper for being weaponized against everybody. So they should go after these fucking scumbags, the FBI, the DOJ, clean house, throw them all in jail. Enough of this shit already. Well, this one's a shock. We can't believe it. It's from Pocahontas, one of the biggest fucking liars around. According to Time, Elizabeth Warren calls out Buttigieg and Schumer in a speech urging Washington to get tougher on monopolies. Huh. So Warren has a message for some of her fellow Democrats. Stop protecting corporate monopolies in a sweeping policy speech laying out grand vision for renewing and strengthening U.S. antitrust enforcement. The Massachusetts senator accused members of her own party, including Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and Senate Majority 
party leader Chuck Schumer of enabling anti-competitive conduct and consolidated markets. Speaking before the Open Market Institute, an anti-monopoly think tank in Washington, the liberal icon put pressure on several key Democrats who follow the Biden administration's lead in pushing for more robust competition policy, while also making the case that resurrecting antitrust enforcement is at the core of protecting American democracy. Though she didn't mention Schumer by name, Warren took a less than subtle swipe at the New York senator by refusing to hold a vote during the last congressional term on bipartisan legislation that aimed to prevent the tech giants from abusing their monopoly power. Both bills appeared to have enough support in Congress to make it to President Biden's desk, according to the Democratic and Republican supporters. Those bipartisan antitrust bills should be law today, she said, and they would be law today if they had gotten votes on the floor of the Senate and the House, but there was never a vote on those bills. It was a mistake. We cannot afford to repeat. But listen to the underlying lesson. There is demonstrated bipartisan appetite to rein in big tech. That means the time to move on legislation is right now. Yeah, these dumb fucks are doing it now. They took advantage of big tech. Big tech was in their back pocket. They were aligned with them because big tech was carrying out their agenda for power. Now they see things shifting. They see it crumbling. They see the people are pissed off and they want something done about it. So now they're going with the winds and they're going to be like, oh, well, we're going to go after big tech now. I mean, come on. You definitely love this one, according to The Hill. Nikki Haley calls for mental competency tests for politicians over 75. So Nikki Haley, the newly minted Republican presidential candidate, called for mandatory mental competency tests for politicians older than 75 and implied dig at President Biden and her one-time boss, former President Trump. Speaking in a rally in Charleston, kicking off her 2024 White House bid, Haley ran through a litany of political promises, including enacting term limits for members of Congress and cracking down on illegal immigration, but it was a vow to impose mandatory cognitive tests on older office holders that underscored the central message of her campaign, that the United States needs a younger leader after previously electing two of the oldest men ever to occupy the White House. In the America I see, the permanent politician will finally retire, Haley said. We have term limits for Congress and mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old. Her remarks lack growing sentiment within both parties that their standard bears Biden in the Democrats case and Trump for Republicans are simply too old to continue in the White House. Trump would be 78 at the time. He'd be hypothetically sworn in again as president while Biden would be 82. Well, we agree with her on some of these things, but the bottom line is there needs to just be one term. One term and gone. Enough of these fucking people. They need to have full transparency on all elected officials of their alleged income, right? So that we can see who they're aligned with. They should be posting publicly all of their financial transactions in the stock market as they relate to these bills that they passed. So you have mafia boss Pelosi making millions and millions over the course of her career through her alcoholic whack job husband Paul Pelosi. So everything is just scandalous. It takes so many goddamn years of corruption and the implosion to occur that the people finally wake up and demand something. It's just ridiculous. Now we love this one. New York Post, I was going to kill everybody and myself after CNN firing, Chris Cuomo says. Chris Cuomo said he was so distraught after being, I guess this is shit canned, by CNN that he was going to kill everybody and myself. The former Cuomo primetime host was fired by the struggling cable news outfit in late 2021 after it was learned he was helping his brother, then New York Governor Cuomo, fight sexual harassment allegations by ex-aides. I had to accept my firing because I 
was going to kill everybody, including myself, the 52-year-old news personality told ex-Trump administration official Anthony Garmucci during the Mooch podcast, Open Book, which aired Wednesday. First of all, he's going on a Trump administration official's podcast. This goes to show you, these people, anything for fucking attention, anything to get in the limelight. This guy was so fucking full of himself, him and freaking Lemonhead, his fucking brother, the governor. These people think they can walk on water. They lived off their father's name, who was probably just as fucking corrupt. It should be the Tappan Zee Bridge after the Native Indians, not the fucking Cuomo Bridge. It's just bullshit. Who gives a fuck about Cuomo? They're out of the spotlight, and now they want to get back into it. They're a bunch of fucking idiots, all of them. But who am I to say to the idiots? They made millions of dollars, okay, spreading bullshit stories, bullshit lies, thinking that they're the greatest thing in the fucking world. Sorry for the rant. That's what this show's all about. But anyway, he should have killed himself. That's the bottom line. Who gives a fuck? NBC News Buffalo grocery mass shooter gets life in prison during 10 sentencing hearing for racist attack. Well, we don't think it should be life sentence. He should, they should give the family members the same weapon he had, put him in a store and let them do what they want. That's only partial justice. You can't take, you can't get back the life of the people that were killed. That's priceless. Oh, and I love this one, but something in Califreaky is going to happen. You watch. They're going to charge this freaking woman for, like, manslaughter or something. But I'm glad this happened. This is unbelievable. New York Post. California woman accidentally runs over, kills would-be catalytic converter thief. Good. I hope he dragged the fucking person down the street, maimed them, blood all over the place. Who cares? Says a California woman accidentally ran over and killed a man police said had been trying to steal her catalytic converter. The unidentified woman was sleeping inside her Ford excursion in the parking lot of a Palmdale shopping center when a group of four alleged thieves pulled up around 6 p.m. The two Hispanic men and two Hispanic women parked in the stall next to their sleeping victim. One man hopped out of the car, laid underneath the woman's SUV, and began sawing off the catalytic converter, deputy said. The victim woke up from the sound, turned her car on, put the vehicle in reverse, and felt a bump like she ran over something. The department said in release, the woman stopped immediately and called 911, leaving the ran over suspect line beneath her car. <laughs> Sheriffs arrived to find the Ford partially backed out of the parking stall with the man still underneath and the alleged thief's car parked next to it. Gotta love it. Says the man was rushed to a nearby hospital where he was pronounced dead. Police later identified him as a grand theft suspect. Three others from the group were detained. Police have not released the identities of those involved or said whether the theft victim would face any charges. The case classified as a homicide. Unbelievable what these fucking people do. So what? Probably illegals. They didn't reveal that. You know, now you're going to say, oh, you're a racist because they're Hispanic. You think they're illegal. Well, who the fuck knows these days? You have no idea what's going on anymore in this country. Our country's being totally overrun by corrupt politicians, illegals, Chinese balloons flying over the fucking country. What a fucking mess. Alright, how about some who gives a shit, who gives a fuck headlines? According to Tomic Sands, Roseanne Barr's new comedy special on Fox Nation is just as cringy as Udic Back. Who gives a fuck? The woman was cancelled. She's back now. She wants to stay in the spotlight. At the end of the day, we don't give a fuck. Go out to pasture. You made your money. Oh, we definitely love this one. But it's still a who gives a fuck. These people are just out of control. Washington Examiner, CNN executive producer for Jake Tapper, ousted after affair with subordinates. 
internet. Who gives a fuck? Everybody's jumping each other left and right. And it's from CNN. What do you expect? Totally out of control media. And you can't make this shit up. This this has got to be fucking a joke. New York Post. I'm sexually attracted to object and in a committed relationship with balloons. There's this guy here with like fucking balloons and shit. Holy Christ. End of the day, who gives a fuck? The world's gone mad with a bunch of freak and we publicize it. Oh, an interview magazine. Lana Del Rey and Billy Eilish fall in love. Who fucking cares? Oh my God. Another one. You can't make this shit up either. Buzzfeed. Millennials are having legit meltdowns over Barney's 2023 makeover. We don't care. And then Daily Mail. This will always make our who gives a fuck, who gives a shit headline. What Meghan Markle wrote about Princess Kate's wedding in 2014. We don't give a fuck. Who cares? These dumb Brits paying these fucking people just to be royal family. It's just a diversion that the government will allow because they don't want any focus on them. And this is unbelievable. People, Alec Baldwin's Russ resumed production in spring without working weapons or ammunition on set. Who fucking cares? Why don't they cancel this fucking thing? You gotta be kidding me. They're gonna finish this production and then they're gonna freaking have protests all across the country. You watch. Oh, and I really care about this one from E! News. Pregnant Rihanna and I guess this is ASAP with a dollar sign as the S. Rocky's baby boy steals the show in British Vogue cover debut. Who fucking cares? Time for sports headlines. Here's an interesting accusation. Barry Switzer suspects money, a lack of desire to coach in the SEC, drew Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma to USC, according to On3. So Switzer's been accused of many things in his long, colorful life, but being unvarnished is not one of them. Speaking on the Paul Feinbaum show, Switzer was his usual blunt self when talking with the host about Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, and why he left after the 2021 season. In short, Switzer thinks the money helped pull Riley to leave Oklahoma for USC. He was also thinking he didn't totally desire to coach in the SEC. Plus, as for money, Switzer pointed out that Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 for the SEC follows a similar line of thinking. You know, people got upset with Lincoln Riley about how he left, Switzer said. I said, how do you leave? Do you call your team in before the game and say, hey guys, I'm quitting. This is my last game, coach. This is my last game to coach you guys. You are saying that. You aren't saying that. You got to go through the season and finish. And people said he only moved for the money. He's just got a $10 million contract out there. Bought him, I forgot how many square foot house, 18,000, 20,000 square foot house in Malibu. Coaches move for money. Hell, football teams, schools move for money. That's what they're doing. We're going to the SEC for money, Paul. So what the hell is wrong with football coaches doing the same thing? It wasn't. It was a surprise to everyone. Bob Stoops told me that Lincoln hadn't told him that he was leaving. I think his agent had been working on this for some time, Switzer said. Well, what do you think? They're all going to go for the best opportunity and they're going to go for the money too. So give us a break. We expect somebody to stay in a job they don't want to be in anymore. So the NBA is done with Russell Westbrook. We say Russell West broke you up. So the latest reports claim that Russell Westbrook won't be able to find a home anywhere in the NBA and the buyout market is freezing cold. The embattled former MVP was traded to the Jazz before the week's trade deadline, but they are so far unsuccessfully exploring the buyout market for him. Doug thinks this may be a signal the end of Russell Westbrook's career. And this isn't just Doug's opinion. It seems the opinion of the entire 
their NBA. They're referring to Doug Gottlieb. He says, Russell Westbrook days are numbered and may be up in the NBA. May be up. And I'm not the one telling you that. You want to know who's telling you that? The NBA is telling you that. That's basically the basis for the article. Well, the thoughts of him going to another country and playing, he'll end up sucking up his pride and going to some super crappy team that's like dead last in the standings, dead last in attendance, and they'll just bring him in there hopefully to get some people in and they'll pay him peanuts because that'll be his last chance to get himself back into the limelight again because these people can't be without a spotlight on them. So according to AL.com, Michael Jordan gives largest individual donation to Make-A-Wish for his 60th birthday. Hmm, so Jordan's celebrating his 60th birthday by making a $10 million donation to Make-A-Wish. The six-time NBA champion's gift is the largest donation ever received from an individual in the organization's 43-year history. Jordan said he hopes his gift to Make-A-Wish will inspire others to help fulfill the wishes of the kids still waiting for their wishes to come true. For the past 30 four years, it's been an honor to partner with Make-A-Wish and help bring smile and happiness to so many kids, Jordan said in a news release, witnessing their strengths and resilience during such a tough time in their lives has truly been inspiration. Hmm, well that's good. It's true, others should try to give back, but it's their money, they can do whatever the hell they want, but at the end, at least this is for a good cause for these kids who have life-threatening illnesses and other disabilities that prevent them from being able to do things that they wish they can possibly or want to do. According to The Things, Tiger Woods' cheating scandal cost him an absolute fortune. Here's how much the golf legend lost. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of fluff in the article, but let's get right to the chase. It says Tiger Woods' divorce from his ex-wife, Ellen Nordegren, became one of the most expensive celebrity divorces of all time. It's estimated that Tiger Woods lost around $100 million in his divorce settlement. Hmm. There you go. His monthly child support was estimated to be around twenty grand per month. Holy crap. So Woods and Nordgren had a $2.6 million vacation home in Sweden and a $39 million estate in Juniper Island, Florida. In the divorce settlement, Nordgren received the $21,000 square foot Florida estate, which was one of the largest assets that Woods had to give up. So it also goes on to talk about the companies that decided to end their endorsement deals. It says some that cut ties with Woods include Nike, Gatorade, Gillette, and luxury watchmaker Tag Heuer, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. We don't have any money, so we don't know what a luxury watch is. It's estimated Woods lost between 30 and 40 million in endorsement income alone as a result of the scandal. According to a new study by researchers at the University of California, it was reported that shareholders of Nike, Gatorade, and other sponsors lost a collective 5 to 12 billion in the wake of the scandal involving his extramarital affairs. Huh. Anyway, it just continues on, talks about his apology and being private and all this other bullshit. It says, as of 2023, his estimated net worth is around $1.1 billion, which is even higher than it was prior to the scandal. Huh. Again, like we always said with these athletes, these rock stars, even actors, people making so much freaking money at a young age. Why in the world would you want to get married and then run around just porking everything in sight? What's, what's the purpose of doing that? You're wasting your freaking time. Just go have fun. Enjoy it. When that star power starts to diminish 
diminish, you're not as popular, you're not making as much money, then you finally settle into a, a serious relationship and have a family. Otherwise, you're just fucking those kids' lives up that you're producing, and you're going to get all your money taken from you. You got to be an idiot. Time for sports. <laughs> Latest NBA Power Rankings by ESPN has the Miami Heat at 10, Dallas Mavericks at 9, 8 are the Sacramento Kings, 7th are the Memphis Grizzlies, 6th are the Phoenix Suns, 5th are the Cleveland Cavaliers, 4th are the 76ers, 3rd are the Nuggets, 2nd are the Milwaukee Bucks, and 1st are the Boston Celtics. NHL Power Rankings per CBS Sports. 10th are the Stars. 9th are the LA Kings. 8th are the Edmonton Oilers. 7th are the Avalanche. 6th are the Maple Leafs. 5th are New Jersey-based New Jersey Devils, which is where the American View podcast is out of. 4th are the Lightning. 3rd are the Bruins. 2nd are the Rangers. And 1st are the Hurricanes. That's going to do it for the end of our show today. Hope you enjoyed it. Please go to the Other American View Media on YouTube and subscribe. You will find independent creators providing information on personal finance, cooking, legal, home and car buying, health, how-to, DIY, special shows such as the Subjective Objective Product Review, and more to come. Also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Rumble, and Getter.